In this episode of The Full Nerd, Jim Anderson is back with the biggest CPU in town. Hey everybody, welcome to this special episode of The Full Nerd, AMD's Jim Anderson is back, there's a new t-shirt, special edition, and even better, behind us is the special edition Threadripper, (laughs) which AMD has made for people who have vision issues like me, but of course the real deal is in front of us, this is the 16 core, but... The news is the 32 core. core. So yeah. today is it's Threadripper unveiling day. Jim is here to tell us all the special details. The only one anybody cares about, the top end part. That's the only one anyone cares about. Well, okay. Well, I yeah, it is the only one cares about. Sadly, <laughs> all right, all right. But that's a good thing for you. Yes. What? Should we, we're going to get ahead, right to it. Go ahead. What's the model number and how much? It is, so on the very flagship version, 32-core, 64-thread, uh, it's the 2990WX, and the list price is seventeen ninety nine. Not good. bad. Pretty yeah, good. I think that's pretty good. Uh, you I know, mean, uh, Gordon, actually, to put that in context, I mean, think about that. Uh, if you rewind about, say, let's say a year and a half ago, actually, before we launched Threadripper, if you go back in time, uh, the best in this part of the market, HEDT, the best you could get was about a 10-core processor, actually at around that same price, seventeen to $1,800. <laughs> now, that was from our competitor. $1,723. Okay, all right, $1,723, 10-core. And then uh, we, we we launched Threadripper, and now we're about a year and a half later, and now at, at around that same price point, you're now seeing 32 cores from uh, AMD. I think that's pretty good. That's a lot of progress. In- a lot of progress. And months. the thing is, I you're right. It's unfair. There actually are three other Threadrippers. I didn't expect the other two. <laughs> you want to fill us in about the other three? Sure. So there's an X series and a WX series, and there's two processors in each one of the series. In the WX, there's, of course, the 32 core, but there's also going to be a 24 core, and the 24 core is at $1299. And then in the X series, uh, we've got our flagship in the X series is a 16 core processor. So this will be our second generation 16 core. Actually, in the first generation, generation, the 16 core was by far the most popular version. So we're really excited to get the second generation of 16 core out as well. Uh, so that'll list at 899. And then we'll do a 12 core version in the X series as well. And that's at 649. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, when you launched originally Threadripper, you had 16, 12 and 8, right? Eight. There's 12 yeah. and 8. Yeah. Uh, I sort of thought the 12 would be more popular, at, you know, but... I, I actually Everybody. i I didn't think it was going to be the twelve. I thought the sixteen and the eight would be very popular because you you know you kind of think of eight as the entry model right. and then sixteen as the if you want the absolute top number of uh, cores. But we saw sixteen core being by far uh, the most popular model, which actually that was part of our um, sort of rationale or thinking around. Okay, there's there clearly there must be more more room for more cores here, right? right. There are people that want just maximum level multi-threaded performance. So I mean, I, I kind of wanted, when I, of course, said that the 32 core is the only one people care about, I, I kind of went along along the same thing. Like, you know what, the people who buy this, who bought the 16 core, I figured they're going to want, they're going to want to go all the way to 32. It's like, you don't, yeah, I think we've we've got a set of users, especially what we would call like creators, innovators, people doing 
high-end 3D modeling, content creation, you know, maybe video rendering, et cetera, they, they, you know, they are never going to be satisfied with the level of multi-threaded performance we can give them. No matter how much we give them, they'll always want more. So I think for that class of user, they will absolutely migrate to the 32 core, right? Because the, the more cores and more threads they have, the faster they get their job done, the right. more they can do. So I think there's a definitely a class of user that can't wait to get to the 32 core. It's definitely, and and I I gotta say it's it's the uh, it's the it's the do you want a large at the movie theater for a quarter more? It's like nobody ever says no, right? Nobody the says triple no. cheeseburger, right? You ever so. mess with them and say no? I would like it small. Like, what? It's a, it, that costs more money. Yeah, exactly. But I, and it's funny because I <clears throat> before we started, I actually went and and looked at some of the the okay. cost per core. So um, thirty two core twenty nine ninety x is uh, WX, sorry, yep. got to remember the new W, is 56 bucks a core. Yeah, in fact, actually, all four of the models are around 50-some dollars per core, which is what I think is pretty neat is that's a little bit lower per core than the first generation. So you can see not only are we driving up the performance on each generation, if you go 16-core to 16-core, so 16-core first generation to second generation, higher performance, higher clocks, better boost algorithm, et cetera. But also we uh, reduced the price a little bit as well. We went from a list price of $9.99 on first generation, 16 core down to $8.99. So we're trying to bring more performance, but also a little bit better you know, value as well. So continuing to try to push the envelope on you know, really ultimately performance per dollar. Right? Sure. So. And it's a quarter more. Just for the extra large, he's like, okay, I'll I'll take it. Uh, and just for comparison, interestingly, I, I went ahead and I looked at uh, Skylake X, uh, your competitor's part, and their 18 core part is 109 dollars and ninety four cents a core, basically. So, uh, and you guys are offering sixty, well, no, fifty six bucks. Wow. Okay. Actually, per thread. Per thread, it's about fifty-five bucks uh, for an eighteen-core Skylake X, and per thread, it's about twenty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, so what we want, look, what we're trying to do for our user is we want to deliver the absolute maximum level of performance with Threadripper that we can, right? Threadripper represents for us top of the line, the best performance we can deliver, best multi-threaded performance. And so what we're really trying to do is carve the envelope, drive the industry in terms of maximum performance, right? And I think Threadripper, just first generation, really shook up the industry, right? Really redefined what is the right performance level at uh, in the this HEDT market, right? And we want Threadripper Generation 2 to do the same thing. But we also, we don't want to just drive um, performance beyond that. We want to make sure that that's accessible too, right? We want that to be accessible to as many users as possible. So that's kind of what goes into the thinking on the pricing too. So in the thinking on the 32 core is, you know, we want to certainly drive performance, but also make it still accessible to people. Okay, and the WXing is it does seem like it's is it is aimed at uh, content creators. Um, yeah, uh, are you is the messaging? Are you, are you telling people go buy sixteen core if you want like a more gaming kind of mix or is it? No, it's more around um, the way I think about it is uh, the X series, which is the twelve and the sixteen core. The second generation is really just the successor to the first generation, right? So the new sixteen and twelve cores are the follow-on generation, and you're going to get a really nice performance boost from first generation to second generation. But the WX is just a different class of performance, 
right? So WX, a 24, the 32 core, we're introducing sort of a new level of performance. And it's really meant for users that need absolute maximum multi-threaded performance, right? Again, um, people that are doing that need that level of performance are doing really high-end content creation, all sorts of creative, innovative things, you know, 3D modeling. I mentioned some of them before, video rendering. Um, and so for that class of user, you know, maxing out number of threads, number number of cores is important. And so we WX is really meant to signify that. Now, it'll game sure. as well, right? Obviously, you can use the WX to game. I mean, I'll use the WX part and I game on the weekends, right? right. So I'll use it to game and it'll it'll be fine, right? But uh, but it's really meant for those users that want just maximum creativity um, performance. Okay. And the, can you say what the clock speeds are on the parts? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. If you're testing me on the uh, uh, on the go back to the cheat sheet. I was so I don't, <laughs> it's, it's, well, let me see if I could do by vibrate. No, on the WX parts, base frequency on both WX parts is 3.0, and a boost uh, the max boost is 4.2. So actually, if you think about it, 32 core running at a base frequency of three and boosting up to 4.2 uh, on a single thread, that's that's pretty good, right? So, um, and then that new boost algorithm that we introduced with the second generation of Ryzen desktop, Threadripper in second generation inherits that as well. So it's a really nice, um, really nice performance uh, increase for any of the sort of um, lightly threaded or, you know, um, sort of, you know, applications that don't use all 32 cores, but maybe use 16 or 18 or sure. 20 or something like that. And then uh, on the X series processor, base frequency is 3.5 gigahertz. And then the boost on the 16 core is 4.4 and the boost on the 12 core is 4.3, I think. Does the cheat sheet say that? Too? I think so. Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah. yeah. I, think, uh, I did. Yeah, I did actually. Pretty good. I got that See, right. That wasn't so It's bad. like he makes these things. <laughs> he does. <laughs> that is a pretty decent base clock, I got to say, for yeah, the I, amount I of cores there are. You know, that's yeah, pretty cores, decent. That's absolutely good. 32 at 3 gigahertz. You're going to be Not cooking bad. a lot of apps. I Not mean, bad. Although I do wonder how long it's going to take the ecosystem to catch up. I. It, for I guess real workstation users, they're like, give us more. Thirty-two cores. That's not even enough. We yeah, there's more, right? look. There's some applications that will take immediate advantage of this because we've already been testing it ourselves. Actually, we've had some early adopter users kind of road testing it as well, and they are applications that make immediate use of it. They are you know those uh, early adopters are incredibly happy with it. Now there will be I think um, uh, applications or games in particular that look they were never. Ever, especially older games, right. like, they were never designed for 32 cores or 64 threads, right? So there will be um, some applications that need to be re-optimized, right. retargeted, right? But we do, uh, through Ryzen Master, have those different modes where you can kind of go drop back to a legacy mode, drop back to a 16-core mode or an 8-core mode right. to run an older application. Yeah, I think I saw that on both, both sides of the aisle. I saw games that suddenly broke when you threw that many threads at them. So. Yeah. There are a few um, games that that do take advantage of the additional threads, and I think where the where the games are going over time is they're obviously they're going to be making use of more threads over time, right? That's the natural uh, progression, right? Right. And does it feel like we're actually there? Because I, I I'm gonna when we look back to the Ryzen launch and Threadripper, developer support wasn't really there, but 
a year later, so they everybody's really turned around. And oh, so, much hey, better. Yeah. yeah. So we have a lot of our gaming uh, developers that we're now partnered with that we're giving system in systems in advance so that they can retarget their games, re optimize the game. So the engagement between um, us on the Ryzen processors and the developers is much much better than it was, uh, say you know two years ago. Sure. Yeah. And they're also not waiting because I mean I, that that's always been the knock. Everybody blames. Frankly, I've been hard on developers because it's like, where's all the code? Where's all the games for these, you know, eight core parts? Yeah. And, you know, the, their argument is like, it's like 1% of the market has eight core CPUs and up. <laughs> now, of course, that's really different, I think. I think that's really yeah, changing. Yeah, I think, I think that's changing, right? And But, it, you know, a bit of it is we are carving an entirely new envelope of the level of performance in this segment. And so, you know, step one is we got to get the hardware out there. And then the software will take advantage of that, will be re-optimized, retargeted to take advantage of that. So. Wow. Uh, and, of course, um, we mentioned in our unboxing video, catch that on YouTube, but take the CPU. If you have a current thread upper system, you're good to go. You don't have to buy because there are a lot of rumors of buying a new motherboard. No, no, no. You don't have to buy a new motherboard. Um, yeah. If you've got, if you're a generation one customer like I am and you just want to upgrade your existing system, then all you do is you reflash the BIOS, right? Put the latest BIOS in and you can drop the new, uh, the new generation two in there. Okay. Now there will be some, some of the, there will be some new motherboards that will come out with additional capability a little bit more power delivery etc sure. so you might get a little bit better performance from some of the newer motherboards but your old motherboard will work perfectly fine so okay. yep and then uh, you know obviously it's a it, a lot of the legacy stuff is there 64 pcie lanes oh yeah the great io so no change. yeah the great io capability is still there all the pcie lanes the memory channels um all of that's still there look it was it was actually really important to us in generation two to maintain uh, compatibility and uh, clearly that's easy in the 16 and 12 core but even on the 32 and 24 core we absolutely wanted to maintain compatibility we wanted the the user to have a drop-in compatible experience right so that if you were a generation one user you had an easy upgrade path and if you're a first-time threadripper user that's starting at generation two you still you have you can leverage all those those motherboards that are already out there that huge ecosystem that's already out there we don't have to drive a a whole new refresh of the boards, right? So that was that was important for us. It's yeah. a lot easier this time. It Absolutely, feels like then, right? Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. And the availability of the boards, I think, is pretty widespread. Yeah, I least. think we've got a lot of selection now on boards, right? And it and it keeps growing all the time too. So where do we go from here, though? Because I mean, it's you know we talked about this at at Computex, but like I can't believe we're at thirty two cores, and we were just amazed a year and a half ago at, to get to eight cores. <laughs> now we're at thirty two. <laughs> And yeah. it is a te technically a desktop part, still not a you know necessarily a you know enterprise part. So I'm just amazed. How do we? Where do we? We just keep going. Do we keep marching down? Look, I probably won't talk a lot about the future roadmap, sure. but what I'll say is I am when we've got our roadmap mapped out for gosh, it's like four or five years, right? And when I look at that roadmap, I am I am incredibly excited by that. Okay. As a as a PC user, as a high performance computing enthusiast, as a as a microprocessor geek myself, I that roadmap is fantastic, right? And so I'm I'm really excited about it. So we've yeah, we got a lot more to work to do here. So he will not tell you about third generation <laughs> thread report, basically. We will not, not tell yet, you all the secrets. Right? That yet. would be, he would get a, a really bad yeah, call so in a minute. That, that wouldn't go well. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I wanted to ask you, so uh, about special edition parts, you know, uh, yeah. like certain competitor just had a, you know, pretty cool, you know, 
paying homage to the 8086. They had 8086K. And I was thinking next year, I think, is the 20th anniversary of, is it Athlon? I'm thinking. It may be the 20th anniversary of K7. Okay. So here's my idea, and I okay. wanted to bring right. this up because hey, I got an argument hey, with somebody on, on the internet. And here my <laughs> argument is like, I like paying homage to the to, to history, and I think, you know, is there a way to do, and I mean, no, Athlon has sort of been turned into a more cost-conscious version, but yeah. maybe an Athlon special edition. What would you want to see? I, what, so, I'm curious, like what? You know, because I mean, really, to be fair, nobody really wants the old stuff. They want the new stuff, but sort of paying homage. You could do like maybe an, an Athlon R version. So it'd be based on okay. Zen cores. Right. But my idea is it comes in a, in a slot A box because for people don't remember the original yeah. Athlon, a lot of the processors back then came in these big cartridges that look like a Nintendo oh, cartridge that's right, for, yeah. for youngins. I forgot about that. Yeah. And maybe the box could be like uh, in a, in a shape like a slot A processor, <laughs> but you'd get your CPU in there and you'd pull it out. Look, I think everybody should send their best ideas to Gordon. Gordon will sort through them, and he'll pick the top three ideas. Or like this. You could just build this. If or, you yeah, can't see it on the camera, there's the uh, to scale. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, we'd, we'll definitely think about that. That would need a different motherboard, by the way. You know, it would, it would be, but you know, the funny thing is, do you remember when Threadripper first came out and people made Photoshop images? Yes. Like, it yeah, was we just did. Like, yeah, that was pretty good. We, we thought that was pretty funny. Was that what the, the genesis <laughs> that, that of actually, that was? Yeah, we'll admit that actually got us thinking about this. So. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. so uh, back to a serious question. Okay. When you guys came up with Threadripper, and I should be fair, yeah. guys and gals, was, was the design always to go like, to 32 was this or was just really sort of the reaction because there was a really crazy reaction to Threadripper. I mean, I think there yeah. was a lot of excitement and I said, oh, let's do 32 core. Or was it always, yeah, we're going to do 16 now and 32 later. So you can uh, talk about it now since it's official. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so definitely as we were launching the 16 core version, uh, we definitely had plans in place for 32 core, right? So we, we were trying to make sure that there as we launched our 16 and our first generation of 16128 that there was nothing that we would do that would somehow preclude us from doing a 32 core that was socket compatible right so we were definitely already thinking okay. about okay second generation ought to have 32 core at least right it ought to be socket compatible etc so we were building those plans in what i think is uh, but that reminds me of just the first generation threadripper what i love about the threadripper product line is Oh, one of the things I love uh, is that uh, it was never on the roadmap, right? What's really cool about it is there was never any formal business plan. It was never really on the roadmap. There was a small group of AMD employees who are really PC enthusiasts, build their own PCs, tweak out everything. And they put, they were sort of doing this skunk works concept on uh, sort of the ultimate high-end desktop <laughs> processor. They've been do, working on it for a while in the background. And then it was around Computex 2016. They showed me this concept. And the minute I saw it, I was like, we got to go build this. And we never, there was never any business plan behind it. We just built it because it was, you know, because cool, right? it was cool, because it, cool. it was awesome. Did you go like, uh, I was wondering, because it looked like everything was like 
Like, we weren't getting as many. We, you know, we'd order this many and all the dyes were being siphoned off somewhere. So they were like, I've been putting them in a bag or something. (laughs) James Pryor was just going to like. Yeah, James Pryor's got a stack stack of in his cube, right? So, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. He was there with some scissors cutting the dyes out, (laughs) gluing them down. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely Pryor and I think Robert Halleck was part of that. A bunch of other people as well. It was a, it was what I, it was a really great group of people that are, um, that helped drive our product definitions help drive everything we do for the product are, are super passionate about the product. Right. And I, I love those, um, those, uh, team members, right. Cause they, they really care about the end user. They care about the products. So. That's pretty amazing. Cause yeah. I mean that, I mean that it does, that is uh, as an enthusiast, long time PC enthusiast, that's that, that gets right to the heart of what enthusiasts. Yeah. Wants. It's a, it's a processor that was built for enthusiasts by enthusiasts. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it, you can't get better than that. Forest so, bias. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Bias. You know, and the fact that you could actually, uh, you know, you get credit too, and Lisa Sue for saying, hey, let's do it, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. How yeah. many companies could you say, hey, we've been, I've been, you know, all those days I've been putting wait, up wait, billing wait. you for working, I've been doing other stuff. <laughs> Here's what it is you're fired. <laughs> My boss is like, you're fired. But I was trying to, no. I mean, that that is out, out of box thinking to. Yeah, and, like uh, and I think it was it kind of speaks to the spirit or the culture of AMD, right? Around uh, AMD's sort of DNA being around high performance computing, and I think our DNA around being a bit of a scrappy company, and yeah. where you can get you can have a lot of impact and get a lot done. It's nice so, to be nimble, right? I mean, yeah, that's a we're, good sign. It's, I would say we're definitely more nimble. That's, than a, the that's a good attribute to have these days yes. for a big company. <laughs> um, let's see, twelve nanometer, yeah, twelve nanometer Zen Plus architecture. Oh, and performance. We even talk about performance. Performance. We're going to be like, it's fifty yeah. percent. You got what? Is that one hundred percent? Fifty percent? I guess it depends on what the benchmark is. Yeah, it'll be. It's great performance. I mean, certainly the thirty-two core is more about multi-threaded performance, right? If you have sixty-four threads. It's more about multi-threaded. But the multi-threaded performance versus competition looks really, really good. Um, so you'll see versus what's in market today from our competition uh, versus thirty-two. You'll see anywhere between th- you know thirty to sometimes fifty percent more multi-threaded performance at uh, about that price point. That roughly seventeen eight. $1,800 price point, right? Sure. Everything you expect for getting 32 yeah, cores, 64 threads. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Yep. And you yourself are going to be using the 2990 WX. In yes. Your, your if, if my team ever gives me one, <laughs> yeah, they're prioritizing right now all the uh, processors for either press reviews, which is the why you have one and I don't. Sorry. And, we got the big one. They're prioritizing it also for end users. And so we're trying to have a lot on shelf. So the on shelf date for the 32 core is august 13th and for the 16 core it's august 31st so they're prioritizing users so i've been begging for a 2990 wx we'll see if i get one yeah i think they're going to send you a link to the pre-order which (laughs) goes on when when is the pre-order august 6th is pre-order so if they don't if if I don't get one from the team, I'm going to be a, the first one I'm pre-ordering oh, on August 6th. But yeah, I am going to be rebuild my system around thirty okay. uh, around that 32 core. Very nice. Yep. I can't wait for it. So again, we'll be doing full performance testing. But you know, big day, 32 cores for. Gosh, I never thought I'd ever see this. This is yeah. You gotta, I think it's, it's a pretty big impact on the industry. I think it. I think it. 
for the end user, it just it just defines a whole new level of performance at again at that price point and in that class of system. And then for the industry, I think it honestly, you know, Threadripper or Ryzen in general has put a little excitement back in the industry, right? We put some uh, you know driven innovation back into the industry, driven real competition back, and yeah. I think that's good for everybody. Oh, it's been I think it's yeah. been phenomenal, right? So everybody's. Yeah. You just, I can't believe we went from being pretty thread poor to now in excess of just, it's lovely. It's just, a, it's I a agree. great situation it's to beautiful. be in. It's beautiful. You don't need 32 by eight. You need more than that by 16 by 12 by what you need, basically. Absolutely. So we couldn't do this except that without these parts out here. So, yep. Awesome. Good. Well, thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks. Um, we will probably see you hopefully at the next exciting thing one of these days. That'd but be you great. can't talk about it or he'll get in trouble. So I'll be happy to come back. All right. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Gordon. Appreciate thanks. it. Thank you.